It's Wednesday, April the 22nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Trump's anti-immigration plans fleshed out and food shortages feared. First, the world in brief. President Donald Trump fleshed out plans to suspend immigration after announcing the policy by tweet on Monday. Mr. Trump said he will halt the issuance of green cards for 60 days, although a guest worker program will continue. The order is sure to be challenged in the courts. The COVID-19 pandemic could leave 265 million people facing acute food shortages according to the United Nations World Food Programme. The economic damage wrought by the coronavirus crisis could be particularly harmful for many of the world's poor, whose savings have already been wiped out and who have lived hand-to-mouth in countries with minimal or no safety nets. Italy's official tally of COVID-19 sufferers fell for the first time since the outbreak started. Some 108,237 people were registered as having the disease, 20 fewer than the previous day. Nearly 25,000 Italians have died from the disease, the second highest toll after America's. Giuseppe Conte, the Prime Minister, plans to lift lockdown measures beginning on May 4th. Congressional leaders in the Trump administration agreed on nearly $500 billion more in funds to help America's economy as much of the country remains in lockdown. The deal includes $310 billion for a lending program for small businesses that have already been exhausted, $75 billion for hospitals, and $25 billion for coronavirus testing. Congress is likely to vote on the plan within days. With half the world in lockdown with little else to do but Netflix and try to chill, the streaming giant unsurprisingly unveiled a bumper set of first quarter results. Netflix said it had added nearly 16 million new subscribers in the quarter, 23% more than during the same period last year. Net income, meanwhile, more than doubled to $709 million over the same period. An analysis of COVID-19 patients in American veterans' hospitals splashed cold water on hopes for anti-malarial drugs. In the yet-to-be-peer-reviewed study, a cohort treated with hydroxychloroquine died at a greater rate than those not given the drug. Donald Trump has promoted it in combination with antibiotics as a possible lifesaver. His administration's public health agency, however, warned of deadly side effects. And gold exports from Switzerland to America surged in March to 43.2 tonnes, the most in the eight years data have been collected. Investors feared that vaults in New York might not have enough bullion to deliver against future contracts, pushing up prices and increasing gold imports to the city. Demand has also soared as a result of global economic uncertainty. And now, here's today's agenda. Keeping a distance. Parliament returns. British government and opposition MPs are traditionally said to sit two sword lengths apart. As they return to work in socially distanced format, they must now also observe a minimum distance from party mates. Sir Keir Starmer will attend his first session of Prime Minister's questions as the Labour Party's leader. He faces Dominic Raab sitting in for Boris Johnson, who is recuperating from COVID-19. In the first post-Easter sitting yesterday, a handful of MPs sat in the chamber, which when fully attended is tightly packed. Yellow tape marked out-of-bounds areas. In the hybrid proceedings, lawmakers can field questions via a video conferencing platform. Those at home have been warned to dress as though in the chamber, choose an appropriate backdrop and not wave props. Sir Keir has supported the government's overall pandemic strategy, but has challenged it to produce detailed plans for exiting the lockdown and over the performance of its economic support schemes and virus testing strategy. Beating a gradual retreat. Spain and COVID-19. 
Today, Pedro Sánchez, Spain's socialist prime minister, will ask Parliament to approve a third extension to the country's lockdown until May 9th. Spaniards hope it will be the last. The country rivals Italy for the worst outbreak of COVID-19 in Europe, with 204,178 cases and 21,282 deaths by April 20th, according to the health ministry's count. Daily infection and death figures are gently falling after almost six weeks of confinement. When it comes in May, normalisation will be cautious, varying by region and economic sector. The government, a left-wing minority coalition, has come under increasing fire for its handling of the crisis from a confrontational opposition. Pablo Casado, the leader of the opposition People's Party, has rejected Mr Sanchez's proposal to quickly set up a broad three-week government-led pact for reconstruction, diverting discussion on this into a parliamentary committee instead. But his party is likely to vote to extend the lockdown. Countdown to default. Argentina. Argentina has defaulted on its sovereign debt eight times. Today the clock starts ticking towards nine. The government plans to miss the deadline for paying some $500 million of debt to foreign bondholders. And so a default date is set, May 22nd. Unless, that is, the government of President Alberto Fernandez can persuade creditors over the next 30 days that its offer of a 62% reduction in interest repayments plus a three-year wait is worth taking. Lead creditors have already indicated their reply, accusing the government of bad faith and unilateral decision-making. The government argues that it took power in a recession and that its achievable plans to return to growth were knocked off course by the coronavirus pandemic. Argentina can't pay anything right now, says Martin Guzman, the economy minister. One creditor described this as not a negotiation, but take it or leave it, to which his reply will be to leave it. Out of ammo. Turkey's central bank. Turkey faces a recession for the second time in as many years, this one much more severe than the last. The International Monetary Fund expects the economy to contract by 5% this year. The lira has neared record lows, leaving companies that are saddled with hard currency debts teetering. Having burned through billions of dollars in reserves to prop up the currency last year, the central bank seems unable to stop it from sliding further. A $15 billion stimulus adopted in March will not be enough. One solution will be to ask the IMF for assistance. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has sworn not to. He will try instead to inject life into the economy through cheap credit. Today, the central bank, which increasingly functions as an arm of his government, is expected to cut interest rates. With inflation down, the bank has some room to do so, but recession looks inevitable. Green Day – Environmental Protest 50 years ago today, 20 million Americans took to the streets for the first Earth Day, it successfully combined a new public awareness of air and water pollution with the vigour of the 1969 anti-war demonstrations. The remarkable turnout, one-tenth of the American population, prompted the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency before the year was out, a suite of bipartisan legislation which to this day constitutes the foundations of American environmental law also followed, including the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. Before COVID-19 caused society to grind to a halt, Environmental groups were planning to mobilise 1 billion people worldwide for the anniversary in demonstrations and school strikes. Instead, the movement is being taken online. A raft of seminars, speeches and live streams are scheduled and Antonio Guterres, the United Nations Secretary-General, will make a speech in which he is expected to argue for green-tinted post-Covid economic recovery packages. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Vladimir Nabokov 
who was born on this day in 1899. The clumsiest literal translation is a thousand times more useful than the prettiest paraphrase. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.